feel like I'm pulling this off a of memory. Damocles, sword, is that right? Damocles, sword over his head? Yeah. Like, like always waiting for the other shoe to fall. And how many of us have a vision of God? God. Angry God that's just waiting. Just waiting. It's religious. We don't read God so loved the world that he gave his only son. We read God so hated the world that he killed his only son. And we read, you know, Jesus, thank God for Jesus, because God had unloaded, locked and cocked and pulled the trigger, and Jesus was like, no. Good thing he took it. That's not it. What? In Romans chapter 9, I'll read that for you. I'll flip over there. I'm sorry, Romans 5, it was verse, uh, verse 9. Romans 5, 9, listen to this. We cover this in discovery. Every time we do discovery, this is one of the core verses right here. Now that we're set right with God by means of this sacrificial death, the consummate blood sacrifice. You know what consummate means? It means you finish it, like that's it. That's the end of the deal, that's it. Consummate's like once and for all, done. Does it have to be done again? Nope. Doesn't have to be done again. Now we are set right with God by means of this sacrificial death, the consummate blood sacrifice. Look at what's next. There is no longer a question. And you can just leave that right there. You don't even have to change the slide. There's no longer a question of being at odds with God. There's no longer a question of being at odds with God. I've gone up to people before, Joe, hey man, how we doing? How you doing? Good, good. No, no, how are we doing? Oh, we're fine. Really? Because I feel like there's something between us that's not okay. No, 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 we're good. Or he may say, Andy, you doing okay, man? Yeah, I'm fine, Joe. Why you ask? Well, I don't know. We just seem a little off, maybe. Did I do anything to offend you? Are we cool, right? Sometimes people tell you the truth. Sometimes they don't. We carry this into our relationship with God. <laughs> there's not a question of being at odds with God. Not a question. What about that thing you did the other day? Oh, no, that's a question. No. No. He says we're righteous. We bring those things to him. He covers us with a robe of righteousness. A robe of righteousness. It's not a ring of righteousness, right? It's not a glove of righteousness. It is a robe of righteousness. He could have picked something different. Here, my dear child, I give you the socks of righteousness. That's not what he did. That's not the visual. It's a robe covered with his righteousness. His innocence becomes my innocence. That's pretty powerful. Hard to get a hold of sometimes, in fact. I'm, I'll give you that for sure. But that's why it's the good news. That's why it's the gospel. That's why it's the message. That's why we preach it again and again. To get it past all of our screens and get it past all of our filters and recognize, you know what? I'm set right with God by means of this consummate blood sacrifice that finished it all. The writer of Hebrews says at the culmination of the ages, once for all, done. No longer a question of being at odds with God. And when there is no longer a question of being at odds, how do I feel about that relationship? I feel a sense of 
Peace. Peace is available. How are you feeling? How peaceful are you feeling? Let's just pause and do a quick inventory. In our life, in our finances, in our marriages, in our relationships, in our work, in our spiritual life, our social life, our emotional well-being, our physical well-being, how much peace do we have? And if there isn't peace in some of those areas, the question would be why? Because it's available. And it's available because of this next question, depending on how you answer that. Are any of the things that we listed or you thought of yourself, any of those categories, are any of them out of the reach of Jesus? Do we believe that any of those things are out of the reach of his touch? And if they are within reach of his touch, then can I believe and have peace. So peace is available. But I also want you to know that peace has a context. Right? Christ's peace is in context of what, what Arnick and I did just a minute ago. Would you throw that back up there, the Colossians 3, 15? Keep us in tune. And keep us in step. The peace of Christ. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other and in step with each other. Peace is seen when we are in tune and in step. We don't have to play the same notes. We just need to be in the same key. Did I prove that point? We don't have to play the same notes. We, don't have to, we, can, we can harmonize. We can sing different notes. And in fact, for effect, when you're singing, you might sing a verse unison, everyone singing the melody line, and then three or four people split off into harmonies, and it is powerful. It's like, boom, hits you in the face. Not the same note, but same key, same harmonies. The right words coming from us. And this timing thing, keeping in step, the tempo. I sang a little faster than he did. That was chaos. That was funny for a couple of minutes. But if we opened act one and it was he and I and we were doing that, you'd be like, ushers, help us out. Really, like, it's, it's, it's cute until it's not cute. And the shelf life on cute's pretty short when you think it's a real thing. Right? Right words. Right timing. Those things help us understand what's happening with peace. Now, what I think is interesting about this, let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other and in step with each other. I think it's important for us to look at ourselves and say, am I doing my own thing here? Like, what is going on? It says, none of this going off and doing your own thing, right? Am I off the reservation here? Like, what's happening? Is there a, is there a unity? Am I moving with the body? Am I sensing the work of the spirit? I want you to be able to sense the work of the Holy Spirit. I want you to be able to do that. But just as I said, his peace is available. I want you to know that's available for you. This isn't a vocational thing. Whereas the pastor, I'm the one that hears all the things and speaks all the things. 
What I've found because of traveling quite a bit through the years and friends in ministry around the country, you know, as many of us do, we have friends all over the place. I'll be feeling something. I just kind of feel something. I feel a prompting. I feel a prompting in prayer. Or maybe we're preaching particular things or ministry things are happening or God is guiding us as a church. We're feeling particular movement and focus. And then I'll call a buddy in L.A. and guess what? He's like, hey, man, I've been feeling this thing. I'm like, whoa, dude. I've been feeling that same deal. We've been doing that at the church for a few months. That's happened I don't know, a half a dozen times probably in my life where I've been in something prompted and sensing the spirit and moving and trying to discern and then talk to somebody in a couple different parts of the country and the same thing's happening. That's in tune. That's in step. And we can all have that. The person in the pulpit does not have the market cornered on that. That is a thing where the body hears the voice of the Lord and we are guided and led. I was listening to a, a leadership guy the other day. He's probably 80 years old. He's been doing this super, I mean, as far as standards go, super successful. He said, in your life as a leader, you're either building your vision or someone else's vision. I thought about that, pondered it. I heard that months ago. Actually, I pondered it for months. You're either building your vision or someone else's vision. Those are your choices. But I pause because there's always this other voice that comes to me when I listen to those things. And it said, well, but what if both of those visions are a kingdom vision? Working here, am I building my vision? When I work at Next Step, am I building Dana's vision? Or is it a kingdom vision? Which isn't my vision anyway. It's his vision. And dialing into the spirit and saying yes to the doors and the spaces that are open. This is contrasted with, let the peace of Christ keep you. It's contrasted with that last sentence. So if the peace of Christ is keeping you in step and in tune and all that, then going off and doing your own thing is, seems to be the opposite of that going off and doing your own thing. Why would we do that? Why would you be in church today? Following Jesus, everyone here looks like they're trying to follow Jesus. You're, you've been hanging out in church for an hour and a half. You could be other places, but you're here. So you're here, this hang out with Jesus, checking it out, whatever, right? Why would you do that and then go do your own thing? Why would I do that? Why would I hang out here how about this? I got a better one for you. Why would you give your life to it being your vocational work and then go do your own thing? Like, like I'm, a, I'm a minister. I've given my life to that. Melinda and I have been pastoring for 30 years. Why would I still go do my own thing? And I think of one guy. One guy comes to my mind. I think of Judas. Judas. What if you were one of the 12 called? How crazy would that be? What if Jesus walked up and said, Zach, you're my man. Follow me, buddy. He'd be like, sweet, all the stuff I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> sweet, I'm going, man. Yeah, go. And hang out with him and see all that you see and all that you do. Judas didn't work out, did he? 
The Judas thing didn't work out. We've got a lot of new babies born in this church. Uh, no one's naming their kid Judas. I'm not sure what's going on with that. I don't know why. Maybe someone does someplace. But no one's naming their kid Judas. There's a whole connotation to that dude. What in the world caused him to turn? I think I know the moment it happened. He was with the other disciples and someone came in and broke this expensive ointment. And he sat over at the side and he's like, what are we doing here? She's anointing my body to burial. Burial? This is not how that gets done. Are you hearing me? Whoa, what? I've given myself to three years of this? This is not how that gets done. The kingdom of God is brought about by your what? Your burial? And instead of selling that and using it, we're doing this? What a waste of resources. What a waste of time. What a waste of energy. What a waste of my energy. That's what I think about. And it says, Scripture tells us, that something happens right then. You see, when we're in step, right words, right timing, right key, all that, and that's all moving. And then somehow, we start doing our own thing. Somehow we get over here and we're like, what, do you, what is what? What is that? That's not how it's supposed to work. That's not how this is supposed to be. It's not happening how we think it should be happening. That's opposite to the peace of God. That's opposite. The Amplified Bible, I'll just read it to you. It says, when it says, let the peace of Christ, it says, let the inner calm of one who walks daily with him. The inner calm. What does that sound like to you? The inner calm of one that walks daily with him. The inner calm of one that walks daily with him. That sounds like peace to me. I think of this song, I don't even know how old it is. It seems old. Just to walk with him means everything to me. Just to know he's here and is leading me. Though the world pass me by. Go their way and let me be. And it just wraps up. Just to walk with him means everything to me. It's a song from my childhood. And this week, I find myself singing it as I think about this. And what it does in my chest when I think about all the stuff that we do. <laughs> but just to walk with him means everything to me, just to know he's there, and is leading me, though the world pass me by, go their way, let me be, just to walk with him means everything. when we get to that space where when your life feels like it's in chaos 
which it will when you're on your own island, off the reservation of the kingdom and doing your own thing, it will feel like chaos. Maybe you have a song like that. But I reach back, and I think it's a bit more than sentimental. It might be sentimental. But I reach back into that, and it clarifies things for me. Anybody else? Your life's chaos, life's busy, and a song comes to you? Just to walk with him means everything to me. Just just centers me. Just to know he's there. His His hand, his hand is leading me. That's where it is. That's where peace comes from. Do you see that? Recognition of he says I'm innocent and there's no question of being at odds with him. And he leads me and he guides me. And so in the moments when I just don't know what's going on, it's okay. I can trust him. Arnick, you can come up. So his peace is available, and his peace has a context. But I want you to know this. His peace can be experienced. First word up here. Can we all say the first word together? Ready? One, two, three. Blessed. That's different than if it started out with just the peace of God. Keep you in tune. says, let. Let the peace of God. So the peace of God is available, but the peace of God can be experienced. Can be experienced. If you'll let it. Ready for this? That's what makes it the powerful peace of God. When everything is just hunky-dory dandy, that whole thing, we all whistle Andy Griffith, that whole deal. When it's that, it's the peace of God that passes understanding when nothing else makes sense. When you're grabbing for understanding and there's nothing there. What's the verse that I just referenced? Philippians 4. When I said that peace that passes understanding, how many of you thought, oh, that's a, that's a Bible verse? Some of you might say that was Philippians. Some might even say Philippians 4. That verse in Philippians 4 says this. Be anxious for nothing. Remember that list of all the things we were worried about a while ago? Family, health, relationships, money, Ja, da, 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 emotional, all that. Remember all that? I, remember all the things, all those things? Be anxious for nothing but in everything. With prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. What's the first word up here? Let your requests be made known to God. 
and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep you. You see up here it says, let the peace and it'll keep you. In Philippians 4, it says, be anxious for nothing and everything with prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God will keep you. When we let it, it will keep us. But do you understand the dynamics of that? How do we get to that peace that passes understanding thing? Let your requests be made known. That's it. What's happening? Sharon, when you let your requests be made known to God, God is so thankful that you are informing him. He did not know. That's not it. That's not it. Do you understand what's happening? Do we pray so he knows it? Or do we pray so we're reminded of who we're talking to? I think we know the answer to that one, don't we? That two, that two question quiz, you can get right, right? Do we pray because he didn't know and needs to be reminded? Or do we pray because through the very process of prayer, we're reminded? We're reminded who we're talking to. Be anxious for nothing. Prayer, supplication. What was the other thing? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. When life seems bleak, hit, uh, hit Waymaker. I'm not going to play the guitar. No one be concerned. <laughs> Waymaker verse. You are here. You turn the lights around. I worship you. I worship you. And you sing these songs to remind us don't be anxious for anything there's a let part and a keep part when we let the peace of Christ he keeps us when we let our needs and petitions be known it is the peace that passes understanding that keeps our heart and mind and we're not praying to remind him we're praying to remind us. We're reminding us. We sing to remind us. We pray to remind us. Throw the verse up. Verse one, throw it up. You are here, mending every heart. I need to remember that. Mending every heart, you can touch mine. I worship you, I worship you. You are here, you're turning lives around. Ah, I remember. You're turning lives around. Waymaker, miracle worker, what is that? Waymaker, promise keeper, light in the dark, right? These are reminders to him. No, 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 they're reminders to us. That's who you are. And wave after wave of peace begins to come into the room. Waymaker. Wave after wave. 
promise keep light in the darkness. My God, I let my request. I let my request be known, not to remind you, Lord, but it's not just praying. Be anxious for nothing, but with prayer, supplication, and say it again, thanksgiving. I am putting myself into a place, listen to me, post-miracle, post-answer, after the answer, I'm thankful for things done. I'm living in a spot where you did that one, thank you for it. You delivered there, thank you for it. This one's still kind of out there, we're not sure, but you did that one, thank you for it. You did that one, Lord, thank you for it. Praying and thanksgiving, not to remind him, but to remind us. His peace is available. And as we sing this song closing today, you can think about those things. I like the chorus of this song, but for some reason, I love the verse. I love the verse. Because the verse, sometimes I'll just play the verse and rewind and play the verse again. Just rewind play. I never get to the chorus. No kidding. You are here walking with me. I'm with you, moving in our midst. I worship you. That's the part. That's the part that just helps me be so strengthened when I remember. We're walking together. Innocent, righteous, and there's no question of being at odds with you. We're walking together. And then, all the problem, all the issue, I release it to you. So let's sing through this as we close out today. And let it fill you. Let it fill where you are. Frankly, I'm asking you to do your work right now, <laughs> right now. The realignment, the rethinking, the recalibrating. Go ahead.
stuff that we're carrying. We can unload. It's prayer and it's thanksgiving and it all happens in the same song. Things begin to change. And the anxieties that we have are laid down. And in their place, we are handed this peace that passes all understanding. Because we know the situations. What has changed is our connection to the Waymaker. Our connection with who He is. Miracle worker, promise light in the darkness my God I'm going to encourage you to open your heart to this open your life to it open your mind to it baptize peace are connected righteousness peace and joy we can be singing this song I'm standing over here and what I'm feeling is people are singing this song and they believe that the Lord is here present connected and you know that thing that I do that disqualifies me from that stuff that's what you're thinking no 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 that's the innocent part that's the he says I'm righteous part. That's the there's no question of being at odds with him part. That's the he loves me when I'm not worthy of love part. So capturing the one, recognizing that there is actually no question of being at odds with him. And there's nothing in between me and him but air, nothing. And I'm allowing myself to be close to him. I let it happen. And then I'm able to just be in his presence.
frankly, whatever the mess-ups are over here that we continue to do when we're in his presence, kind of goes back and helps all that. Lord Jesus, thank you for your great love for us today. So thankful for you, Lord. Thankful for you. And I thank you for the probably thousands of stories in this room of thanksgiving, of times where you've answered and been present and healed, touched, delivered, provide, settle, make safe, deliver from disappointment and deliver from despair and deliver from oppression. Thank you for those moments. Thank you for the healings of addiction. Thank you for the healings when we're so self-destructive and in our own way and the stories, the thousands of stories. Dozens and hundreds of stories in lives here. We're thankful for that. And we want to live in that thanksgiving after the miracle, realizing that this is an opportunity for you to be a way maker. We thank you for your peace, Jesus. We thank you for your perspective, for your image and your identity. We thank you for these last six weeks as you've guided us and walked with us on this journey. Love you very much today, Lord. Thank you for your great grace. Thank you for being a way where there seems to be no way. We bless your name, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Love you so much. Thank you for being here today. Blessings.